Once upon a time, there was a young woman named Elise who wanted to see the entire world and all the stories within it. One day, she met a white rabbit who asked her to come along for a journey of discovery. Welcome to Elise in Wonderland. This is Jean.、Um, I'm the host of Elise in Wonderland. It is 9 a.m. in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. We have a special guest here today. She's my teacher. She was my teacher, one of my best teachers, and she's doing Art Waves every Sunday, 7 p.m. in 1015 The Hawk. This is Bernadette Roos. Nice to <laughs> meet you. Hi, lovely to be here, Jean. Thank you.、Um, how, how was your week? Wow, well, it was a momentous week because of the strike, the、mm. college teachers' strike, and the fact that we came back. And I'm very, very happy that we're back.、Mm. But I'm also very, very happy that the talks, the negotiations are continuing、mm. because we have much work to do there.、Um, you know, one of the biggest issues was、uh, part time workers、mm-hmm. being hired only instead of full time professors. Right.、Uh, that's, uh, that's been going on for a few years now, and that's when. Tendency we wanted to turn、mm-hmm. back to a more just world, you know. Right. So, for, for the people who d o e s n t understand the issue,、um, there was a college strike for five weeks, almost six weeks,、yeah. in Canada, Ontario, and all the faculties were on strike, so there was no class.、Um, everyone had a hard time.、Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, the, the results didn't agree on both sides, but The government kind of jumped in and they have to say, okay, you have to be, go back to school and teach students. So it is a stop, but it's not e n d Nothing、right. has been resolved. Right. So there will be more、uh, con- uh, conversation in the future, but for now, at least、uh, students are back on school. Yes, which is really good.、Mm-hmm. We all, we all、uh, missed our students and, and regret、uh, any,、mm. any hardship it's caused them. But for, it's for a long term cause because how can you say come to Mohawk College for a better future when, when the profs can't secure、mm. a better future for themselves? You know, it, it was for everybody that we did this.、So. Right, right. So, as a, as a step side, it was also good news, but also it was a tough week.、Mm-hmm. Um, students are coming to ask about refund and compensation and、uh, complaining and cry, not crying, but almost crying.、Mm-hmm, yeah. How they can finish their class.、Um, but yeah, but schools are back on、um, normal, so hopefully everyone is having a better time next week. <laughs> <Yeah> . um, <laughs> the other thing, I, had,、um, I went to International Student Summit by Global Hamilton Connect.、Um, it's an amazing、um, organization in, in Hamilton. They help international students to settle down in Hamilton to get a job to、um, do the successful immigration process. Also, they, they invited a lot of people who had success stories in Hamilton or born and raised in Hamilton.、Um, and I went to a lot of sessions. One of my favorite sessions was talking about the legal rights. I didn't even know. So he, the guy was talking about the legal rights as a apartment renters and employee staff.、Mm-hmm. Um, one of the examples if the police came to your, your place, 
let's say, apartment, and they ask you a, a question, um, surprisingly, you don't have to answer because they don't have a warranty. Ah, yes. A um, but, permit or a warranty. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but I mean, as an international student, especially, like, you are scared and you don't want to do, make any trouble, so you may just open the door for them, give any um, the wrong information to them, which, which is disadvantage for you. So he was talking about those uh, rights and legal things, which is probably different from your country. It was very useful to me too. And the other, the other sessions I liked was they were talking about why Hamilton and also um, how to get a successful employment in, in Hamilton or area in Horseshoe. Mm -hmm. So I hope everyone's check it out. Um, it's on the website, on Facebook, Ellis at 1015. <coughs> On Facebook. Did, sorry, Jin, did yes. you say it's called Global International Connect? Sorry, Global Hamilton Connect. Hamilton Connect. Yes, okay, yes. thank you. Um, it's kind of government-funded organization, so a lot of people are from city of Hamilton. Also, members are international students from McMaster, uh, Mohawk College, and Redeemer University College. Great. And I was one of them. I still a member, um, but now I'm staff, so I'm kind of in different side. But I, I enjoy with them. Um, okay, let's talk about the mission. Uh, before we go on to the next session, I hope everyone's listening us fine because there's something going on in the studio and I ask manager to fix it as soon as possible. Um, I also had a Facebook Live, so if you, are, uh, if you have a Facebook, we have Facebook page, facebook.com slash elise1015, E-L-Y-S-E-1015. I have um, audio right, live there so you can listen to us. Maybe without all that static. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just keep noisy here. Yeah, terrible. Okay, yeah. Um, so we have mission every week to make our life better, <laughs> so to speak. Um, the mission last week was about Black Friday and shopping, Christmas, and money spending. So we asked them, uh, we asked everyone to have some wise spending this week instead of just going, oh, it's a uh, 50% discount, let's buy it, you know. Instead, instead you plan and buy and also you review your um, the spending expenses this month. So make sure that you are on budget and um, it was wise spending. So I don't actually have much to say this <laughs> week, unfortunately, because I haven't shopping yet. <laughs> I will go tonight because Black Friday is not only Friday anymore, it was Saturday and Sunday as well. And are the stores open later than usual tonight? I, I believe so. Oh, okay. I believe so. And on Monday, there's something called Cyber Monday. Um, it's only online shopping, but they also have a similar discount as Black Friday. Oh. So you don't have to, um, like, line on the door in the morning, mm -hmm. 6 a.m. On, on Friday anymore. Mm -hmm. Also, um, I figured out Black Friday is not actually for Canada, right? It was supposed to be for states before the... Thanksgiving Day, but we have Thanksgiving Day a month earlier, so we're supposed to have a Black Friday on that day, <laughs> <laughs> but we just have following state sometime. Yeah. So I guess we can um, skip this day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it is a big American um, sale, but mm. I think the retailers of Canada have wanted to jump in there and get part of the action, so they mm -hmm. they do a sort of pretend Black Friday here. <laughs> you know, I, I was shopping a little bit with my daughter on okay. Saturday, 
and I saw that they would have the Black Friday signs up mm -hmm. uh, and encourage people to come in, but most things in the store were not on sale, mm -hmm. only a few things, you know. I, I think TVs are a big thing, but other yeah, than that... electronics. Yeah, but like clothes and goods are the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I found very interesting history about today. Um, <laughs> there are three interesting topics. The first thing, November 26, in nine, uh, 1778, British explorer Captain James Cook found Maui in Hawaii. Um, uh, I haven't been to Hawaii. How about you, Bernadette? You know, I was, I was in Kauai, which is the most western island of the archipelago of Hawaii, mm -hmm. uh, in December of last year. Okay. So about a year ago, for the first time, I was <laughs> there. And, oh, it's a stunning place. But I happen to have a thing for Captain James Cook. Okay. It's, it's funny that you should have this today. Mm -hmm. Because I, about 20 years ago, I was in Yorkshire in England, and I stumbled upon his hometown, Great Ayton. I didn't even know um, that Captain Cook, you know, where he was born or anything about him much. You, you've all heard of him, you mm. know, but I didn't know much about him. Well, the, the people there were so excited to tell me about Captain Cook's childhood. Mm. So I, was, I became a big fan, and um, now whenever I go anywhere and I see Captain Cook was there, mm. I get very excited. So I made it my business to find the beach in, on Kauai where he landed okay. in, in 1776, or no, 1778 I guess it is. And uh, I just was so thrilled, <laughs> I can't tell you how excited I was to stand there on that beach and picture his ships coming into the ah. harbor, you know? So when you say he's there, does that mean there is a, a museum for him? Not on Kauai because uh, they make a bigger deal about it on the uh, on the bigger islands. Uh, mm -hmm. So I guess Maui is where maybe that's where the museum is. Uh, I'm not actually positive because the only island I went to was Kauai. Mm -hmm. But uh, there were certainly there is a museum there, and they had a few. Uh, facts about Captain Cook and, mm -hmm. and drawings about him and his ships and so on. Mm -hmm. But the big uh, Cook scene is, of course, where he was killed. Um, mm -hmm. And if I actually forget which island that is. Um, and the story of his death is absolutely fascinating, oh. too. But it's way too long for this, <laughs> for this program. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not fairy tale. <laughs> yeah, right. So we can, we can talk about it later. Okay. Can you introduce what happened in um, 1789 in November 26? Well, I gather that that was the first American Thanksgiving, and it was the harvest time. <laughs> <laughs> it was the harvest time, and the native people at the at that time and place on the uh, northeast coast of uh, America, what is now the United States, mm -hmm. um, the the uh, native people who were responsible for teaching the um, European immigrants how to survive mm. in this crazy uh, weather and new climate and so yeah. forth. Um, they gathered together, the pilgrims and the, the native people, to celebrate with a big feast. Mm. And ever since then, um, Thanksgiving has been a huge American um, family time. Mm. It's where everybody comes together. It's, I, it reminds me a little bit of the New Year in Asia, mm. you know, where 
um, people come to meet their families and everybody gets together and, and it's kind of an extended family holiday mm-hmm. and celebration. It's very similar the way that Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is is celebrated in the United States. Right. And we have a something of that here in Canada, but we, we're more about the beautiful leaves and the, it's a slightly different time of year. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of human life, I think Thanksgiving should be one of the most important um, day because I mean New Year's Day is just based on the the year the day, so nothing yes. happens and it's a Christmas new beginning. <laughs> yeah and Christmas is religious but Thanksgiving is the day they started celebrating having more than enough food yeah so they can share everyone can festive together yes and and it should also be a great celebration if it were true to its origin it should be a great celebration of the breaking down of walls between. Um, the different people from different places. Unfortunately, that mm. uh, that has a darker history. But maybe we can turn that around someday and mm. do better. But yeah, maybe yes. next year, Thanksgiving Day, <laughs> yeah. we can talk about it. Um, another astonishing thing for us, 1865, <laughs> it was the first day um, Alice in Wonderland by Lewis Keller published it in America. <laughs> I'm glad to be here on your <laughs> program on that day. Yes, yeah, so as as most of people knows, our uh, radio show name, Alice in Wonderland, is based on Alice in Wonderland. Unfortunately, Alice is not here today. She's out of the country. Um, but I will celebrate with her later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, um, I think we can play the first song, and unfortunately, I think the noise are, noises are gone. Oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. So if you um, want to listen on radio, so you can go back on 101.5 FM. Um, so the first song, first song is, I mean, we collect the songs from Bernadette's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can talk about the first song, please. Sure. You asked me, Jin, what are some mm-hmm. of my favorite Christmas carols, and so... One of the ones I chose is Child of the Poor, which was written to be sung with an older, very famous Christmas carol called What Child Is This? And it brings us back again to the original meaning of Christmas, which is, uh, which we often forget, which is supposed to be that the baby Jesus was born uh, to a, a very poor family who were actually refugees at the mm. time. Uh, they were fleeing, and uh, it, it, there was no place for him to be born in a proper circumstance. So he was born in a stable or a cave, as the story goes. It would have been, you know, cold and, and damp and, and not very clean or protected. So if we think about the many, many refugees today, mm-hmm. um, this is where Christians believe you find the divine this Mm. is where you find god you know among the poor and if we could only remember that it would be great this is a very long song (laughs) because they sing one verse from child of the poor and one verse from what child is this i don't know if we'll get in the full five Mm. minutes but if you're listening on your own um go be sure and listen to the last part which is actually the best part where the two songs are sung together So this is child of the poor. Uh, why are you taking so long? And when he saw the tiger's hand, he figured that's not her, his mother. Something f- furious animal, right? Mm. So then um, he he was white. He was smart, and he asked the tiger, "Okay, please wait. We are cleaning our house a little bit. Just give me a few minutes." And then they ran away to the back door. The tiger was waiting and somehow it took so long so he 
just break the door. He went inside and he find out the children went outside from the back door. So he um, he was after after them um, and find out the children are on almost on the top of the trees. But Tiger how doesn't know how to climb the trees. Um, I think <laughs> in this story. <laughs> okay. So the tiger asked the children, "How did you get in?" Um, and the boy didn't say anything because, I mean, why should right? But the girl said, "Oh, we use." Um, she was smart too, so she said, "Oh, we use uh, olive oil on our hands, and it was easier <laughs> to climb up the tree." So tiger went into the kitchen. He got some olive oils on uh, his hand. He tried to climb up and. Obviously, he fell down all the all the time. Um, the boy and girl was laughing so hard, um, <laughs> but it was a mistake. The girl the girl was laughing so hard, and she was forgetting her situation. So she she told the tiger, "You are stupid. If you just um, bring your axe and cut the trees down, you can easily catch us <laughs> by mistake." And Tiger did that. Tiger went inside and he grabbed the eggs. He's chopping and chopping. Mm. So now boys and girls are in trouble. Boy and girl are in trouble. So the boy and girl they try. They started praying to the God or try to the uh, praying to the sky. If you um, give us some pity, please give us a rope so we can climb it up. And the tiger never came after us. So 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 the deed I don't know the one on the sky deed um, give them a rope and the boy and girl climbing the rope up. So when the tiger chopped the trees down, he couldn't get to children because they are still on the high sky. And the tiger um, heard actually heard the boy and he prayed again. He prayed as well. If you um, if you are um, if you give me a chance, I will be a good tiger. <laughs> so yeah. please give us a please give me a rope. So um, the one did give him a rope somehow, and the tiger tried to climb it up, but then it was broken rope. It was old. Mm. So when the tiger was up little high. Almost get the boys and girl, boy and girl, um, the rope tear down and he fell down and he died too. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Um, interestingly, the boy became a sun, and the girl became a moon. Oh, nice! So that's kind of the story of how, um, how the sun, sun and moon uh, was born, I guess, oh, in that's Korea. Great. That's great. Mm -hmm. And it's called Dear Sun, Dear Moon. Well, in kind of. Rare translation, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's lovely. I hear all kinds of echoes of other fairy tales in there. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's similar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is this interesting how certain themes go through the world of fairy tales all, all the way around mm -hmm. the world, in you know, all cultures? Mm -hmm. And some sometimes it's violent. Like Oh, yes. <laughs> usually pretty violent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a really good book by a man named Bruno Bettelheim. Mm -hmm. It's called The Uses of Enchantment. came mm -hmm. out in the 1970s. It's, a, it's very good, and it explains some things such as, you know, why the, mm. the violence in the fairy tales is because people don't want to 
do these things, tell these stories to their children because yeah. they think, oh, my gosh, it's so violent. But actually, it is a way of helping the children control their fears because oh. they can imagine anything you can imagine. But okay. in a fairy tale, the tiger will die. You mm-hmm. know, the, the things will work out. So oh, okay, so the point is it has to have a happy ending. Yeah. But in the middle, it could be kind of worst and best situation between. Yeah, actually, it doesn't always have a happy mm. ending in the old fairy tales, mm. but there's a purpose. It is a way to help the children contain their, their fears. Mm, okay. And there is an order to it, you know? So, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, and Bernadette, you prepare one fairy tale for me. Yes, I, I was going to tell you Goldilocks and the Three Bears, partly because it's it's um, good classic standard fairy tale that is told on this side of the planet, mm-hmm. and it's also a bit short, so okay. I thought that would be good. I'm ready to listen. <laughs> okay, Goldilocks is a pretty little girl with golden hair, as her name implies, and she and her mother, again, no father in the picture, so mm. no protective you know, uh, feeling. Yeah. And there's often the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mother is usually dead, but sometimes it's the father. Sometimes both parents mm-hmm. are dead. In this case, Goldilocks is there with her mother living beside a big, deep forest. Mm-hmm. And her mother always tells her, don't go into the forest. There are bears in the forest. Oh, you, right. You'll be hurt. But one day, she's picking flowers, and she's not watching where she's going, and little by little, she sees these wonderful flowers in among the trees, mm-hmm. and she goes deeper and deeper, and she wants to get a lovely bouquet for her mother. Anyway, she ends up lost in the forest, mm-hmm. and um, she comes. she's getting scared. It's dark in there. She doesn't know which way to go to get home, mm-hmm. and she sees a lovely little cottage in the forest and uh, she doesn't know you know whose house it is she knocks on the door Mm -hmm. and nobody answers so she tries the door and it opens and she goes in trespassing trespassing (laughs) she goes in and she smells something good and she's hungry Mm. you know and she smells that that there are three bowls of porridge set set out Mm -hmm. on the table and so she she tries the first one and it's too hot it's a big bowl of porridge and it's too hot she tries the second one and it's too cold Mm -hmm. and she tries the third one and it's just right and she gobbles it all down and then she goes to sit in a chair and um, there are three chairs there mm-hmm. she tries the big one and it's too big and she tries mm-hmm. the second one and it's you know. it's uh, not comfortable it's not right she tries the little chair and it's just right okay. and she sits and rocks and rocks but suddenly it cracks she's rocking too hard and she breaks the chair Okay. She just gets up and runs from this, mm. and she goes up the stairs, and there are three beds, and now she's very tired. So she climbs into the biggest bed, and it's too hard. Mm. And she climbs into the second bed, and it's too soft. She climbs into the little bed, and it's just right. Mm-hmm. And she falls asleep and has lovely dreams, and then all of a sudden she wakes up and hears a noise, and there are the three bears. They have come home from their errands, and they're leaning over her, and they have seen that she Mm. ate their food, and she broke their chair, and now she's sleeping in their bed. (laughs) Oh, they're very angry. And in the version I used to tell my children, um, she ran home and got home safely to her mother. (laughs) But in the original version, the bears eat her. And so, you know, this is what I say. Sometimes the the story does have a violent ending, Mm -hmm. but it is the stories are always told 
to teach the children because um, the thing is that um, the children are the youngest and the most vulnerable mm-hmm. of any population. And so, of course, we have to aim the stories at them. It's often the youngest child who figures out the, mm. the mystery, solves the mystery and becomes, you know, the, the one who finds the treasure or whatever. It's often the youngest because the children are the youngest of our society. And in Goldilocks and the Three Bears, you got it instantly, Jen, trespassing. Mm. When she tries that door, it's shocking. She's crossing a boundary. Mm-hmm. And so in order to teach children about boundaries, and mm. you don't just eat other people's food and go climb into their beds, right. children don't know that when they're little. Uh, we tell them Goldilocks and the mm. Three Bears. And there are all kinds of interesting uh, lessons in your Korean fairy tale, the sun and, of the sun and moon, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the children are smart. They, they're problem-solving. You know, mm. their mother, the worst has happened. Their mother has died. Mm. And they didn't have a dad in the story. So right. this is the, one of the biggest fears in childhood is what would happen to me if I didn't have my parents? Mm. You know? And so this, they are to empower children. They're told to teach them. Uh, what the boundaries are, and also to empower them and make them understand that you yourself will have to learn mm. to solve problems, and you can. Mm-hmm. So, wow. well, I, I, I think it's scary about the original version. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, and the tiger eating the mom in the yeah. in your story is terrifying too. You know, but uh, mm-hmm. and it's funny because the tiger is a kind of Korean or Asia animal, and the bear is. A lot here, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think this story is much better feeling than the others. There's no eating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's Chinese fairy tale, um, and I love this story. I don't think I have enough time to introduce all other countries, but I really want to show you this one. Okay. So there were in the beginning of China, there were ten suns in the sky, so people are suffering too hot, too much. Um, the heat on the ground, but there was a man who was a great archer, and he realized that he has to do something for people. So he one day he went to the highest mountain on the, chi- on the in China with his bows and arrows, and he shot down each sons one by one. So, I don't, so he was great hero. He did um, one, two, three, and he did up to nine sons. And he was about to shot the last arrows for the last son. It doesn't say much, but someone called him at the moment, and he just stopped doing that. Well, <laughs> so it's appreciation because we need one son yes. for us, right? So anyway, so there, that's how there's only one son in the world based on China the fairy tale, and obviously he becomes a hero. Everyone loves him, and also he uh, married this beautiful woman named Chang. Very Chinese name. Yeah. <laughs> so one day he was traveling again um, to get or to hunt a little bit, and he found this beautiful place, kind of um, palace for gods. And um, he went inside, and the god noticed him as a hero. So he asked the god, asked him, "Do you have any wish? We can grant you one." He said, um, "He now has a." wonderful life, there's no people suffering, and he has a beautiful wife, so he wants to live forever. He wants to be an um, immortal. So God say, okay, um, 
kind of strong wish, but I will grant you. <laughs> so the God gave him a, an elixir, like ah, potion, yes. to uh, make him immortal. Um, he didn't drink it right away because he wanted to share the news with his wife. So he went back home and he talked about it. They were happy and they tried, they were going to drink it, but actually it was only for one person. Mm. So now it's a lot, it's hesitation because if I live forever, I will see my wife die. If my wife lives forever, I'm not living forever. So, okay, you know what? Let's keep it somewhere and let's decide it later. You know, we enjoy our life now, so they keep it in their house, oh. in somewhere in the lock. He was a great archer, so he has a lot of disciples, and one of the disciples saw this uh, conversation, heard this conversation, and he wants to live forever because he is, um, you know. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> so um, one day, he went out, uh, the hero went outside to teach their disciples, but these disciples say, oh, I'm, I'm sick. Give me a sick day. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went to um, his, the hero's house. He tried to steal this elixir. And Cheng, his, the hero's wife, saw it, saw it and she got the elixir first. Um, but, the, but the disciple was threatening her to give, give him the elixir with, with a sword and archer. Sorry, both. So she has no choice but drink because she don't she doesn't want to give this precious mm. precious thing to a bad person right mm -hmm. she drank and she suddenly became a light and she was flying to the heaven so that's what that means i mean you there's no way to human being immortal you have to go to heaven mm -hmm. to be immortal and you have to be on a kind of different um form yeah to change different shape. form different um, life form um, but she she loved her husband so much and the husband heard about this uh, the thing that she, he came back but she was gone already so he was crying out so sadly um, she saw that and she actually landed on the moon on the on her way to the heaven so she has a choice to go to the heaven to live happily forever or she can stay in the moon she decided to stay in the moon to take care of her husband mm. forever. So that's how she became a moon as well. And this is the, um, the origin story of a moon festival in China. Ah, that's so wonderful. People, yeah, people are uh, festive for their love and her, her kindness. Her devotion forever. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. So oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, there's not much of threatening <laughs> no. in this story. <laughs> no. And it's only successful, so... Yeah, I think it's worth to share. Yeah, what, what do you lovely. think? That's a beautiful one. Yeah, thank you for telling it. <laughs> that's, that's lovely. And it's interesting to me that both your stories um, had to do with how the sun or the moon or both mm. got into the sky. That's true. That's yeah, true. Interesting. Yeah, um, I have, unfortunately, I have to cut the other stories. I have um, a story from Mexico, the one in the, the one of the three wise men, and a story from Thailand, Pra Apai Mani. Um, my friend told me it's a little mermaid in Thai version. Oh. And there's a story called The Headless Muir from Brazil and Momotaro Legend in Japan. Oh, wow. We'll have to look all those up. <laughs> I will post on the website or something. <laughs> 
Okay, so we can move on to the second song. It's another your favorite, Bernadette. Yes. Yeah, this one is called The Angel Gabriel from Heaven Came. And it's, an, it's a medieval uh, Christmas carol. And Sting uh, recorded it, the, the uh, vocal artist Sting recorded mm-hmm. it a few years back. And I just think it's a very visual um, piece mm-hmm. describing the angel Gabriel coming to earth to to um, to tell Mary that she is becoming the mother of God, mm-hmm. and it's a it's the uh, the Annunciation, and it's a very uh, beautiful um, song. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was um, it was Angel Gabriel from Heaven came by yeah. Sting. I'm sorry about the first mistake for ten seconds. <laughs> So this is Alice in Wonderland, and it, it is 45 minutes after 9 a.m. Now, um, I think this should come first. I want to introduce Bernadette Lure again as an awesome writer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually searched on Google, and it has, the, I think it's fairly um, fair introduction about your yourself. So it's called Editor Bernadette Lure, a former professor of English at Mohawk College. Yay! is the host of Art Waves, a weekly arts interview program on Mohawk College Radio. She has published six collections of poetry. <laughs> so I will welcome Bernadette Lure again. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I actually have seven collections now since oh, okay. that came out because the latest one is called Earth Day in Leith Churchyard, mm. Poems in Search of Tom Thompson. I don't know if any of your listeners are familiar with Tom Thompson, but he is one of the greatest Canadian painters. Mm-hmm. And I've always loved his work. So I wrote a book of poems exploring his life. He had a very strange and mysterious death as well. Death by drowning and some think it was murder and some but we don't know what caused his death but he okay. was an excellent swimmer an excellent canoeist so it's mm. unlikely that it was a simple drowning and how and old was he he was only 39 oh. and just really going toward the top with his work yeah. and uh, this happened here in ontario in algonquin park a wow. hundred years ago this year okay. so this is the hundredth anniversary of his death <clears throat> So, um, yeah, he, he was a wonderful painter of nature, mm-hmm. and he, he kind of was responsible for a lot of the way Canadian painters changed. It, they used to be very stylized European-type painters, mm-hmm. and then after Tom Thompson, they became very much more free in the way they painted, because he, he was that way. Mm-hmm. So this book, I'm happy to say, is mm-hmm. is up for an award, uh, the the Hamilton Literary Award for po- Book of Poetry of the Year, <laughs> and tonight, uh, tomorrow night, they're going to announce the winner. So I don't know if it'll win, <laughs> but it's a great honor to have it nominated. So yeah. Okay, so do you want to introduce one of the poems from sure. the book first? Yes, I will I will read a short one. It's called The Jack Pine. This is one of his most famous paintings. Um, it's uh, uh, quite beautiful if you want to look it up. Mm-hmm. The Jack Pine. Don't talk to me of sophistication, elegance, grace. I can show you candelabra, grand piano, curving staircase, in one great tree that grows beside the lake. He was known to be kind of a rough and ready, uh, woodsy type of guy, not sophisticated. But mm-hmm. he has, years ago, yes. <laughs> yeah, but he has ended up, uh, you know, producing some of the most sophisticated, beautiful work mm-hmm. that Canada has. 
So, well, let me ask you because I just realized that you haven't met this guy. No, no, he, he died a hundred years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, and and you are talking about him, ah. and and eventually, I mean, especially you are translating his art to this poem. I I don't understand both part, but. <laughs> <laughs> How did you how did you start thinking about it? <laughs> What a great question. Thank you, mm. Jin. Um, okay, I, I uh, first was introduced to his book by uh, to his work by mm. a book called The Silence and the Storm. I moved to Canada from the States in 1975. Mm -hmm. This book came out in 1977. Mm. And I was working at the um, bookstore at McMaster at the time. Mm -hmm. And I uh, saw this beautiful book and bought it. I was so taken with the work in it. And mm -hmm. I just thought it was amazing. And it was my introduction to Canadian painting. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I've always been interested in Tom Thompson. But then uh, my daughter, about six or seven years ago now, moved to the little village where Tom Thompson was born. Oh. And the village where the graveyard is, where they some say he is buried, others say it's an empty coffin there, mm. that he's still up at uh, the lake he drowned Because in. Because it's a mysterious death. Mysterious death. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, in visiting her, I began to poke around the, the area up there mm. near Owen Sound, is the town, and learn more I, as much as I could about him, and they have a wonderful museum up there, a little mm. art gallery called the Tom Thompson okay. Art Gallery, <laughs> and uh, they have a lot of his work there, mm -hmm. and uh, they, they're all very knowledgeable. So in, in pulling all this together, I just began to write poems, and the first one was when my daughter first moved to that area, I was, I, she was at work when I was visiting, mm -hmm. so I, I went to Leith Churchyard, which is where he is said to be buried, and it's a tiny little country church with uh, lovely old stones in behind in the graveyard. And um, I found myself writing a poem there, and then I found out later that it was Earth Day. Uh, that day it was April 22nd or something <laughs> and I didn't even think of that mm -hmm. so and he was so much a painter of the earth as mm -hmm. we see it here um, that the poem came to me it was called Earth Day in Leith Churchyard that was the first one I wrote and then I just kept writing poems about mm -hmm. him and I have to say usually when you write poetry you're writing about your own experience and your own feelings right, right. so it was a, really a treat to try and put yourself in someone else's life and see the world through their eyes mm -hmm. and so I would look at his paintings for a long long time and and then try to imagine being him painting that right, so you're saying when you're you're watching or when you're seeing his art mm -hmm. it becomes your experience yeah and eventually you are writing your own experience yeah that's a, that's an interesting way to think of it yeah mm -hmm. I guess I guess it's true wow. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a delight to write the book. Mm -hmm. it, you know, I, I I would advise anybody who's a poet out there to think, try to think about writing uh, from someone else's perspective because mm -hmm. we do that with fiction all the time, mm -hmm. but not so often with poetry. And it was really a delight. Mm -hmm. It was freeing. Do you? This is kind of fun question, but do you ever try to? Drawing or painting oh, like <laughs> Well, you know what? I have a sister who's an artist. Okay. And she has tried to teach me and show me how to do this. I I'm re really bad. The, the uh, way he does or just modern painting? Just any any kind oh, of painting. Okay. You know, she's just trying to show me how you could mm. study something and transfer it visually to, to 
to a, a canvas. Mm. I'm not good at it. I, I did for a long time become fascinated with drawing human faces mm. uh, because I think the human face is just so interesting mm-hmm. and everyone is different. So, I, you know, and I, my drawings were rather cartoonish because I'm, I can't do shading, mm. for example. I can't do the three-dimensional thing because I'm just mm. not good at that. <laughs> it's just not a skill that I seem to be able to acquire. But, but there was something of the person in the, mm. in the facial drawings that I did, you know. So the little portraits sketched. But no, I'm not a visual artist. <laughs> but I love visual art. Mm-hmm. Partly because of my sister Bridget, who's an artist, and when we were in university, I used to sit in on a lot of her classes, mm-hmm. her especially her art history classes, mm-hmm. and I loved them. <laughs> so that was that was really fun. Right. She's taught me a lot. Okay, and she knows about Tom Thompson too. No, because oh. she lives in the states. Oh, um, I, see. I introduced her mm-hmm. to, to. I introduced Tom Thompson to her, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, now she's gotten very interested in him and the Group of Seven and so on, but. It wasn't something that, you know, Americans just are very ignorant of Canadian culture mm. because there are 10 Americans for every one Canadian, and there's plenty to be focusing on there. Yeah. So they don't tend to look outward the way right. Canadians do. And that's one of the real delights of living in Canada mm-hmm. is that they have a wider view here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's another kind of fun question. I, I like to have a fun question. <laughs> so you write a poem poems for this unknown, the guy you never met, but your sister is an artist. Did she request you to write a poem for her? Oh. Uh, just for, you know, just for joke. Oh, see, so you could um, write something about me first. Yeah. Actually, no, she didn't, but she's very shy. Oh, okay. Uh, but you know, the amazing thing is she did ask me to interview her for my radio program, and I was amazed. I so was she was here? She, uh, well, yes, she was here. Uh, Now, mind you, I did it from home on a little handheld device. I do sometimes. Uh, Yeah, um, because she was a little bit scared of coming into the studio. (laughs) But uh, she she did a wonderful job talking Mm. about her career in art, and I I love that interview. So uh, I was just very surprised that she wanted me to do that. So if you go to archive.org slash details slash artwaves, uh, you can find all the podcasts, and there is one there with Bridget Rule, mm. and uh, R-U-L-E, that's uh, Bridget's name, and and it is there. So Yeah, I'll but check I it out. But I didn't write a poem about her. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. She, Not yet. She may expect <laughs> for Christmas gift or something. A good idea. <laughs> um, I also want to talk about your first book. I mean, being a writer is huge... I don't know, it's a huge jump onto the artistic or arts, arts world, yeah. you know, um, especially for poems. I mean, everyone, they, these days, everyone can write on Facebook, but yeah. I mean, it's still writing, but, you know, it's different when you become a writer, especially poetry, poems, then you have huge amount of um, work and study Mm-hmm. to write one single, not single line, but single paragraph of the poem, right? Yeah. How did you get into this, this work? Well, you know, when I was a child, I loved writing poems um, when they, they set us uh, the task at school. Mm. And I found myself 
thrilled that we were going to be able to do something like this at school, you know, because I wasn't thrilled with math or some of the other subjects, mm-hmm. but I loved writing. And every word play game we got to do, anything like that, writing a story, I loved that. So I, I used to spend my summers writing. Oh, okay. You know, I would use my mother's ironing board and set it up like it was my office, <laughs> my desk. And I used to love to write. So I've always loved it from childhood. And then I studied literature when I went to university. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still read poetry a lot. And um, just, I just think it's a beautiful art form, and mm-hmm. I can't do anything else. I can't play a musical <laughs> instrument. I can't, you know, I can't paint. So it is the only one I can do, but I, I love playing with it. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I also myself want to write something in the future, but it won't be poem for sure. It was most likely an instruction book, how to use a Facebook. Or <laughs> 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 you know, I'm a very techy person. Yeah. So, but thank you for your information. I mean, thank you for your, the interview. Yeah, thank you for asking I me, I have Jen. to move on to the next yeah. part, but yeah, um, I have to very make it short. November 28th in Hamilton, there will be um, CP Holiday Train. I was surprised you didn't know about it, Bernadette. No, you I, should check it out. Yeah. So CP Holiday Train is Canadian Pacific Holiday Train. So it basically comes from east side of Canada, and it's just keep going to the west. And every, every city, almost every city, they stop and they play concert. That's amazing. And yeah, on 7.45 p.m. this, um, this November 28th, you will heard um, Western, uh, uh, it will be on Gage Park, near Gage Park, there is Kinnear Yard. Kinnear Yard. Uh-huh. There will be Jim Devin Cully and Kelly Prescott. Wow. Playing music. So I went this Tuesday? Yeah. Huh. I, I went like a couple of years ago and it was amazing. It was so much fun. Oh, I will check it out. Yes. And, um, Mission, I want to ask everyone to find your own favorite fairy tales. It doesn't have to be your own culture. If you find something interesting today, then you can share with us. I will wait for your comments. So, um, how was your, how was the show today? It was wonderful, Jen. You were so good at this. (laughs) It was terrific. Thank you. Please come back, Elise. I need you. (laughs) I can do this myself. It was fun. It was so much fun today. And if you can, you talk about the last song. You yes, want to the last song I chose is the classic Christmas song, maybe one of the most moving uh, Christmas carols ever. It's called "O Holy Night." It was originally a French Christmas carol, and I like the Mormon Tabernacle Choir's version of it because they're such a huge singing mm. group and they do a lovely job. Yeah. Okay. I'll see you next week, everyone. Have a nice day. Bye bye. <laughs>